What's up, everybody? This is Jesse Lee, and uh, I'm finally back home. I uh, can't say I'm on, on a normal sleep schedule. Um, I'm recording at about midnight tonight because I'm an insomniac, and uh, this is when I get my podcasts done. <laughs> so, um, yeah, anyway, um, I, I guess the nice thing about being an insomniac is I really do get a lot done with when I only sleep like five, five hours a night, and it's broken up. So it's pretty cool. Go to bed at 9, wake up do a podcast, go back to bed, wake up at five, have my coffee and get my day started. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, stuff like that just happens. Anyway, um, so yeah, today uh, I'm, I want to, man, I'm really excited for this episode. Uh, this episode, it's about the biggest mistake that I see with people who are trying to grow their online businesses or followings, whether that's a social following uh, you're trying to grow an e-commerce customer base, Amazon customer base. Maybe you're a consultant or maybe you're a – I know I, I actually do talk a lot to musicians because as a drummer, I know tons of them. And I'm trying to help them get their um, – you know, their, their – uh, if you're – okay, if you're one of my friends out there, you're a musician or you're an artist of some sort, you got to realize I know you're an artist, but you're a business person and uh, you got to get – your act together with the business shops. You just got to realize that this is never going to go away. And if you don't get this part sorted out, um, it's going to be a very hard life for you. So, um, so yeah, just to, anyway, so this episode is on the biggest mistake I see with those. And I'm going to touch on what that is, but I do want to let you know, I'm really trying to, I'm going to try not to cuss on this podcast. I try not to uh, curse on recorded materials because I don't want it biting me in the butt later. But I just want you to know this is something, it's such a problem and it's a pandemic. Um, and I don't mean to use that term flippantly, but it's it's something that is so widespread that I see this issue. And nobody seems to be, um, well, I shouldn't say nobody. Um, there's a lot of people who just don't talk about it because they don't know about it. Um, and it's not their fault that they know about it. If you don't know about it, it's not your fault. I, I want you to know that as you listen to this episode, um, I'm not going to, I, I don't want to make you feel like I'm attacking you. Um, it's just a lack of knowledge. So a lack of awareness. Um, so I just want you to know that um, I may get passionate um, and I might drop an F-bomb or two. I will try my hardest not to. Um, because like I said, I do try not to, you know, cuss on recorded materials. I know some of you out there may be listening to these podcasts in your car with your kids in the back, and I don't want your kids growing up with the mouth of a Jesse Lee. So <coughs> that being said, disclaimer stated. Okay, so the biggest mistake um, people are making when they're trying to grow their online business following uh, you know, whatever that is, maybe it's like I said, maybe e-commerce, maybe you have a Spotify following you're trying to grow or Instagram or all this stuff, right? Um, you're trying to grow your fan base for some reason, because for some reason, maybe you, you're trying to get a message out or some, some thing, some creative thing or some message that you think is really important and you're trying to get out. Um, I just got to be honest with you. Uh, you're probably doing it wrong. Uh, and so this is also, I AKA the, the name of this episode as the more, the most important thing in your business that you need to succeed. And that thing is tracking ROI. 
Okay, now, what is ROI? A lot of you may have heard this term before. Um, ROI, it stands for return on investment. And I think a lot of people kind of have a vague idea of what it is. They know that, okay, well, if I, you know, invest this much money and, you know, I get this much back, you know, they have, they might have more of a stock performance uh, sort of understanding of it. Um, or maybe they just think like, oh, it's like a return on investment. Like, oh, I spent this much time in this many years and now my business is working. Could be sort of a general thing. But what I'm talking about is tracking ROI to the T, tracking the performance. Now, uh, and I'm talking about like when you invest a dollar into your business, whether that's for gas on, if you're a musician, gas on the way to a gig, time invested, um, whatever you turn out profit on the end of that, um, you, you just really need an exact way to track it. And there's ways to get around it if you're going analog. If you're not going analog, you're doing stuff online. There are platforms to be able to track, okay, what does your investment look like? How many dollars are you spending to acquire a certain thing that you're trying to get someone to maybe buy a t-shirt or whatever it is, buy your album, um, buy a supplement. Uh, yeah, maybe you're trying to get them to take an action. How many dollars does that take you uh, to make that happen or how much time uh, investment does it take you to make that happen? Um, and yeah, um, and is it worth it? So that's that's really the the big measure of tracking ROI is like you want to be measuring your results because you want to know if what you're doing is worth continuing or if it's going to put you in debt. Um, and the the big thing that uh, I want to like impress upon you here is um, a lot of people think that they need to be advertising the way they see big companies advertise, like Coca-Cola, right? Billboards, right? Uh, just very broad targeting, um, you know, p putting basically an ad up that, that talks about you and your business. Uh, huge, huge mistake. Huge mistake. Um, there are means by which those big, big companies advertise that have, uh, they, they have the reasons and oftentimes some of them just have budget to burn. Um, you need to understand that you should not absolutely, absolutely never be advertising in the same way that they are. Um, just put like, you know, let's say you're running Facebook ads. You just put something out and talking about how great you are just to get people to see it. Um, you're really going to shoot yourself in the foot because you're going to run out of money. So um, now uh, I want to just kind of tell a couple stories to illustrate what I'm talking about in this episode. Uh, by the way, if you if you want to learn more about why these advertising techniques are not good for you, uh, there's a book called No. Uh, let me see what it's called. It's written by Dan Kennedy. Uh, no BS. Uh, brand. Let's see. Not brand building. Uh, no BS direct marketing for. I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called, okay, here it is. No BS Direct Marketing. The Ultimate No Holds Bar, Kick Butt, Take No Prisoners, Direct Marketing for Non-Direct Marketing Businesses. Now, direct marketing is a very specific niche term, um, but basically what it means is you need to have, like you're advertising to, to, to get a specific offer out, to get people to see an offer. You're not just telling people about how great your business is or your Ban. You're not just pointing people at something. So I want to show you, I'm going to t tell you three stories uh, and I'm going to change the names. Actually, I won't even mention the names. There's a, a story of a person I, I talked to recently and um, 
this person, she was trying to grow her Instagram account, and she was saying, yeah, I was asking what she was doing. Because I do this, by the way, consultation. This is what I do. I help people get their your acts together online. Um, she was saying, well, I mean, I've been trying to grow my Instagram account, and what I've been doing is um, whenever I have the, the, t uh, the budget for it, like whenever I make a little bit of extra money at work, what I'll do is I'll spend some money on a story ad, and that seems to be the best way to get followers, right? Um, and I was like, okay, so then what happens with those followers? And she's like, well, basically at the end of the month, like I'll run out of money and, uh, some of the followers will fall off and then that's it. And I'm like, okay. Uh, so the rationale she's using is, uh, she is in a particular industry where this, the gatekeepers of the, this industry, which I am trying to actively destroy because I hate gatekeepers, uh, whether it's publishing companies, record companies, all sorts of things. Um, they they are scared of the lone entrepreneur because they know we don't need them anymore. Um, <laughs> but they still have a lot of people fooled. So this particular person is a musician, and she to get booked at venues and to get um, noticed by record companies, she needs to have a specific number of Instagram followers, which is totally bogus. Because like, let me just tell you how ridiculous this is. If a venue uh, in whatever city, let's say you know I'm in Houston, let's say a venue here in Houston. They say, well, you can't book a gig at our place. And this is, by the way, in New York. I, I use Houston as an example. It's not bad here. But in New York or the big ones, Chicago, Los Angeles, places like that, this absolutely happens. And this is super – sorry, I almost cussed there. This is super messed up and backwards where the venue says, okay, you can't um, book a gig here until you can prove to us that you can fill this place up. And we want to see your following, so show us your Instagram account. So first of all – there's a huge problem with that. These, oh gosh, I'm so pissed about this. These uh, gatekeepers, we'll call them, um, don't understand that like, hey, just because you have a big Instagram following doesn't mean any of those people are in your city. So that's not a guarantee you could fill butts in seats, first of all. Second of all, who cares? Instagram is not a listening platform. It's not for musicians. It's stupid. So, but for some reason they labor under the... Okay, I almost cussed again. They labor under uh, they labor under this delusion that uh, for some reason, like if you have this a number of followers, that magically like this this makes everything better, and that you're going to be able to sell records. Let me tell you something. I I had almost thirty thousand followers at one point, and man, as a musician, like I could not monetize that. And people don't seem to understand like like I would try to get people to come out for stuff. I mean, I think the most I ever made off it was 200 bucks. So if you're trying to build your Instagram uh, to get attention, I would just say come up with your own ecosystem. And that's what this episode's about. So anyway, the story of this girl is essentially what ended up happening is she would spend money every month whenever she could afford it. And she would get some followers. And then uh, she would run out of money. And some of the followers would stop following her. And none of those followers would ever do anything. Like, and, and here's the thing about Instagram, you know, there's not really good analytics. Like you can't really tell like, you know, who's liking your stuff, where they're coming from, right? Uh, where they're going, if they click your links, are they going somewhere? So if you're trying to, um, I mean, maybe, you know, the back end of like a Facebook ad or something, you might have some good analytics there, but just merely posting just to get likes. What's the problem with this? Do you see like the huge issue that is going on here? When she invested money, 
she spent money and basically like got followers that led to absolutely nothing. Didn't purchase her music. I'm sure that she can't track if anybody's listening to her music because Spotify is a black box, right? So if she puts a Spotify link on her Instagram, by the way, musicians, if you're putting Spotify you know links on your Instagram, stop, please. Good Lord, stop. Um, you're wasting clicks if you're even getting them. Um, so, so it's you know, uh, I don't know if that's what she had, but basically, um, nothing would nothing would ever happen with those people, right? They'd follow her and then they'd eventually unfollow her. And she's been trying to get up to her first ten thousand followers. Um, now, for me, what I was able to do with her, you know, with some of the other people I had, I got them up to ten thousand in like maybe a few months, um, without having to do all the silly story ad stuff. Um, so the problem with that, uh, I'll go over the problems at the end. Um, well, I'll just mention one of the main problems she has right there is she doesn't have a where like she didn't have a place to put people to say, hey, uh, here's my music, buy it, right? Here's my band T-shirt, buy it, right? There's no offer. Second person, there's another person, also a musician. Sorry, I, I use musicians as examples, um, but they're good enough business examples. So um, because they're businesses too, I had a friend who was running Facebook ads. Uh, and she said, okay, yeah, I was, I was running Facebook ads and I, I would um, point people toward my Spotify. But what happened is like, it's like once they get there, it's like you're paying a dollar a click for a Facebook ad. So you spend 50 bucks and 50 people go over to your Spotify and maybe some of them listen to the whole song and then probably half of them bounce if you didn't get your targeting right. So what's the problem with that? Well, she's sending people to a black box. You can't track where your, your – uh, traffic is coming you can't tra track where your clicks are coming from on spotify you can't track where the people the people who are listening to you you don't know where they're coming from you have no clue are they coming from youtube are they coming from instagram are they coming from facebook there's no way to measure it maybe you see some vague numbers go up a little bit but there's not really a good way to track it so and again there's no offer the only thing is like hey listen to my music i'm so great you know so uh and i had this a very similar thing when i first started out i, I had um uh, my own Amazon store and I was, I was, you know, making supplements. So with Amazon, they don't like you using PPC and people like PPC means pay-per-click. That's just a type of ads, right? So I, Facebook ads is a, a, a an example of PPC, Google search engine. That's an, an example of PPC. So I was, I had my Amazon store and I was trying to, you know, pay for traffic. Um, and uh, by the way, when I say traffic, I just mean people like people who are looking for stuff online, clicks, uh, clicks, traffic, people, sort of interchangeable terms for me. So when I was like doing my Amazon thing, I knew that I wanted to target people who were interested in my supplement. So I went to Facebook and I found, okay, all these people are interested in my supplement. That's pretty good. Um, and what I would do is I would send people over to my Amazon account. The problem with Amazon is again, the back end, it doesn't really give you any tracking metrics. So I had set up a YouTube video leading people uh, to my supplement, talking about how great my supplement was. I also set up a Facebook ad. I also set up a blog. So what's the problem here? Amazon being a black box, at least I have an offer, right? I have something to sell them. I at least can make some money off of it. Unlike the the other two people, they kind of didn't, you know, they, they just assumed that they need a lot of, you know, uh, Spotify or Instagram followers in their niche. But for me, at least I had something to sell them, right? Um, and by the way, that's not their fault. They're duped into that because people uh, get you to believe that. <laughs> and I'm going to go over that in a little bit. But, man, yeah, I almost just cussed again. Um, it really pisses me off. So, so at my Amazon store, I was running ads from Facebook. I was running traffic from YouTube videos, multiple YouTube videos. 
Uh, and then I was also running traffic for my blog. You know, I would try to get clicks on Google to go over to my blog and then over to, uh, you know, an organic, you know, you know, search engine posts, right, to try to get my blogs to rank at the top of Google. What's the problem with all this? Well, Amazon is a black box. Now you can, there's some tricky techniques you can do to get people to, you know, sign up on your email list so you can at least contact them. But in the end, uh, it's a black box. There's no way to measure the outside ad costs. So what I was relying upon was doing, um, running ads inside of the Amazon platform, which is good. It's all good and well, but uh, that's only one way to do things, right? It's like if you're selling a supplement, you want to be able to sell it on many, many platforms. So, so those three stories, basically, as you can see, there are a couple problems with those. First of all, the first two people were uh, duped by the gatekeepers. Again, uh, gatekeepers are the enemy here. Um, they were duped into believing that for some reason they need a lot of followers on Spotify or Instagram. For some reason. I don't know why this is the case, but people won't give them attention otherwise. Um, the The second thing is they didn't, uh, aside from me with my supplements, like, and they didn't have a way to, uh, they didn't have anything to sell, right? Um, the third thing is, even if they had something to sell, they wouldn't have been able to track it, right? So when you're tracking ROI spend, like I said at the beginning, you want to, uh, you want to only spend money on things you know you can track. So, uh, in the end, like the point of those stories is this: you can't pay bills with vanity metrics like likes or streams. Maybe down the line, after you have a ton of stuff on Spotify, uh, maybe you could be making a good amount off of streaming. But before you get like thousands and millions of hundreds of thousands of listens per month, you're because pro- you're only getting paid what half a cent sometimes for a. Uh, for a stream so you literally have to have like hundreds of thousands of streams to make even a hundred bucks right uh it's it's just like so many streams that you need uh (laughs) so again after a long period of time you'd be doing that but still you don't know where those are coming from that's just sort of an organic thing you have to build up in the beginning when you are on a shoestring budget and you don't have much time because you're trying to do your day job and you're building your passion on the side whether it's an online business like i said musician whatever it is, you need a way to track every single dollar that you spend on your project. And when I say track it, I mean, you need to to know, okay, if I put a dollar into this ad platform, like let's say Facebook ads, I need to be able to basically know how to get that back. So let's talk about potential tracking techniques, right? uh, Tracking techniques, if you wanna go new school, um, basically, so for a uh, for like a Facebook ad, right? So what you could do is you you take um, you sell your own stuff on your own website. You know, you drop ship your own T-shirts. You put your own record on your own website. You know, something like that. You sell it on your own website so that when you run your Facebook ad over to your own website, people click over, and when they buy, you have that little Facebook pixel. And what the Facebook pixel does is it can track. When somebody clicks from a Facebook ad over to your website, and it can tell that that person's on your website and if they purchase or not. And when they purchase, ding, you sold a record, 15 bucks, right? And let's say you, uh, and you look back in your Facebook ad platforms and you can actually see, oh, somebody just purchased the Facebook feed uh, pixel on your website. It feeds that back to Facebook and it says, hey, someone purchased $15 worth of goods and it was this click here. 
uh, and it was this particular ad. So you can test your ads and you see, oh, this particular ad got the $15 purchase. Look at that. That's pretty awesome. And it was on this product, by the way. And so now you have a way to track. And you can see, oh, I made $15. Well, what did I spend? Oh, I spent $16. So I'm actually $1 in debt. But now I got them on my email list and maybe I could send an email for a follow-up sale for a hoodie. Right? So maybe you could do that. Or you optimize your ad to where you, you can get it down to, maybe you make that $15, but you slowly try to tweak your audience or your ad or your write, you know your copywriting, whatever it is, your image. You tweak that until you get one that pops off and you see, oh, look at that. I just spent $10 in ads and somebody purchased a $15 product. So what just happened? You just spent $10 and you know you have an absolutely trackable way to see, okay, somebody purchased $15 and it was off of this particular ad. Look at that. You have an absolutely trackable way to figure out now when you put a dollar in, you can get $1.50 back. So once you know that, this is a game changer because now you know exactly what is and is not worth your time. Is an ad that is getting you, you're spending $20 on and you only make $1 back, is that worth your time? Absolutely not. But if you know for a fact, you have the data that proves, okay, every time I put in $1, I get $1.50 back. So every time I put in $10 of ads, somebody buys a $15 product on my website. Once you know that, you can turn it up and down like volume or like a thermostat. You can say, okay, based on your business and how much you time you have and how many you know time how much time you have to record whatever it is you're doing uh, make your products you know process your orders and all that stuff you can turn it up you can turn the volume up to where or the faucet on more so to speak so okay now I want to instead of spending ten dollars a day and making 15 I want to spend a hundred dollars a day and make 150 so now you're making 50 bucks a day profit well now you're spending all your time processing orders well what you can you do with that fifty dollars now well, you can hire somebody for, you know, five hours a week to just process orders. Ooh, wow, that opens up your time. Look at that. Well, since you open up your time, now you can actually scale higher. Now you can spend $1,000 a day and make 1500 You see how powerful this tracking is? If you know for a fact you have a, a hardcore way of tracking, every single time I put this dollar in, I get this much back, then you have a working system. That's a working business right there. And, and all of this can be optimized. All of it can be optimized. So if you make 10 ads and none of them convert, make 10 more. You test 10, you know, test a bunch of ads, test a bunch of offers, and all you're looking to do is throw enough crap against the wall to see what sticks and what people are actually buying. And uh, so, yeah, what, so going back to those uh, musicians, right? The friend of mine who was running Spotify story ads. I wouldn't run story ads to just get followers. What I would do is run ads to whatever my thing is, right? So she was a musician. What I would do is I run an, you know, an engagement ad where it's, you know, people see me doing doing my singer-songwriter thing and when I see which people those are cuz you can track that, right? Cuz you can track everything on those ad platforms. You hit those people with an ad that says, "Hey, why don't you go to my website and um, you can download this album, just pay me 5 bucks, 10 bucks, whatever it is, or you can get my band t-shirt." And now you have a working business where you have your own ecosystem of buyers and you are, you know, now you don't need the gatekeepers, right? 
the girl with the, the Spotify. She said she was running ads to Spotify. She's running ads to her own website. She'd be able to track exactly who got on her website and who bought, who didn't, and she'd be able to optimize and say, okay, you know, how do I make this profitable? So that's, it's huge. Tracking ROI is massive. So the things you want to look at. Um, so the mistakes that you want to avoid, you don't want to be advertising with black boxes, right? Amazon or Spotify where you can't track anything. You don't know where you're... You don't know where your clicks are coming from, and you don't know if they're coming from an ad. Again, Amazon for me, whenever somebody would purchase, did they come from Facebook? Did they come from YouTube? Did they come from my blog? Or did they just come from Amazon search engine? Or did they come from my Amazon PPC, you know, my ads? Where did they all come from? Who knows? So you've got to be able to track these things. Um, so the other thing you got to do is you got to have an offer. You actually have to have something to sell to people. You have to have something to sell and a way to track those sales. Um, the other thing I don't like about Spotify and Amazon and Instagram and all that stuff, and when you're running ads just to build a platform, it's like you can't follow up with those people. You don't know if they bought. If somebody buys something on my website and they're on my email list, I know that because I've got them labeled. This is something, I don't know if you guys know this, but email lists, so if, they can integrate with your, your shopping cart on your website. So if somebody purchases record A, now you can send them follow-up emails that say, hey, purchase record B or T-shirt B or online course B, whatever it is, you don't bother wasting time trying to re-advertise product A to them, you know, so this is super powerful, so all these things can be tracked, okay, now going back to what I said before, vanity metrics, <sighs> likes, followers, you know, all this crap, it just doesn't matter, stop doing it. Just, like, put it away. <laughs> if you're going to, like, spend time on something, spend time on something where you can actually track what you're doing. Okay, so we talked about one way to track. The new school is you find, you know, Facebook ads is one of many platforms. I talked about the Facebook Pixel. Many, many platforms have these pixels. Verizon has a uh, media company where they can adver advertise on websites. Um, and uh, with the, you know, you can put your ad up and send people over your website. And uh, it's Yahoo Gemini is the name of the ads platform. And they have their own pixel, so you can do it with that. Snapchat has an ad pixel. Twitter has an ad pixel. Um, Instagram is bought by Facebook, so they have, you know, that's their ad pixel. Um, what are the other ones? YouTube, Google has an ad pixel. So all of these ad platforms, there's so many ways where you can invest the, you know, instead of, again, so to speak, using the billboard thing where you just basically pay for a billboard online, you know, um, you're actually directing people somewhere and you're actually tracking your, their purchases. So that's, that's, uh, the, that's the new school version is when you're advertising online being used Facebook ads, you know, Google analytics is another one. Um, so you have the Google ads platform, which is, you know, that's more when you're spending money on ads, but Google Analytics is just to track how people are performing on your website, where they're coming from. It's a very powerful tool for tracking. So I would say definitely delve into uh, Google Analytics. It's a great thing to just kind of um, know if you make a blog post. Are people reading the whole thing? There's ways to know that. You can track all of this stuff. If you put a video on your blog, are people watching the whole thing? You can track that with Google Analytics. So, all right. So here's the thing is like most people fall victim to the thought that, well, I need to get a lot of Instagram followers to get noticed. And that's just not true. It's just not true. So 
let's talk about the things you need to be doing, right? We talked about the, the things that were wrong with those, that, those stories I told you. I told you about the things that were wrong, right? So let's um, talk about the things that you actually need to be doing to track your ROI. First, you need an offer, right? You absolutely need an offer. You need something to sell, and you need to figure out your price point for it. So if you're selling a CD, maybe 20 bucks, right? Sorry, I keep on using music references because <laughs> I'm a musician, but this goes for anything. If you're selling an online course, figure out what you're going to sell it for. You know, is it $37? Is $100? If you're selling a book, figure out what you're going to sell it for. Ebook, figure out what you're going to sell. Software, doesn't matter what it is. You got to figure out what you're going to sell. And anytime you do any advertising, you need to have an offer there. And it needs to be an offer that's related to your customer, not telling people how great you are. This billboard advertising, again, that's Coca-Cola advertising. Don't do that. You're just going to waste money. Um, they have so much more money to burn than you. Like you, you just you don't even realize how much money they like. There's so many millions of dollars that are wasted on their end. Um, so you and I are on shoestring budgets. We can't waste that anymore. So never ever ever advertise anything without an offer. And I'm going to make you repeat that. Say, I will not ever advertise anything online. I won't post anything on social media. I won't run an ad. I won't go to um, you know, something in person. Let's say a farmer's market. <laughs> yeah, basically trying to make money without an offer is like going to a farmer's market without something to sell. Why on God's green earth would you ever show up to a farmer's market, set up a booth, and not have something to sell? Get your offer together. Ugh, I'm so pissed off right now. Okay, sorry. I'm not pissed off. I'm actually just passionate. It's just like this stuff pumps me up. Sorry, I'm trying not to wake my roommate up because it's like right now it's 12.21 a.m. And um, I'm pretty sure he's sleeping. So I'm trying not to curse from the other room and wake him up with my F-bombs. Okay. All right, so get your offer together. That's the first thing you need to do. Again, I'm going to repeat this. If you don't have an offer, you are wasting your time. If you make a post without directing people to something that they can buy, you are wasting your time. And if you don't have a way to track it, you are wasting your time. Second thing you need, you need a media of some sort or a method to advertise. Whatever your medium you're using, be it Facebook ads, Snapchat, whatever it is, um, you need to have the ability to track exact performance. Now, and by performance, I mean what your investment is and what your return on that investment is. I spent $5. Did I get $4 back or did I get $6 back? If I got $4 back, try to fix the ad, try to fix the offer. If I got $6 back, that's great. Just keep on putting that four, you know, five bucks in. Try to optimize it. Try to put in $5 and make 10 back instead of six. Um, okay. So we talked about how you could do that with Facebook ads. What, let's say you're analog, right? You're old school. Let's say from uh, again going back to the musician example or the farmers market example. Um, let's say you uh, let's use both examples. So for a musician, right? You would figure out okay. Let's see what what time I investment. You know, let's say I go to a gig, right? I show up to a gig, and I play my music, and then at the end of the night, what most here's the mistake most musicians do at the end of the night, they say follow me on Instagram. And then they pack up their shit, and then they leave. That is a huge mistake. Why would you ever do that? Why would you spend probably 
oh, I don't know, with rehearsals involved for that gig, practicing beforehand, gas, money, you're talking 20 hours investment for one gig, and that doesn't even go to if you have to split, you know, uh, whatever profit you might make, which doesn't happen in big cities, let's be honest. Um, you're probably going to go in debt over the gig. You're probably going to spend money on gas, so 20 bucks on gas, 15 hours on rehearsals plus drive time and the gig drive time, and then the gig performance itself. Let's say that's 15 hours, and uh, so now at the end of the week you're out 15 hours and 20 bucks, and you choose to perform for people, and at the end of the night you pack up your crap and you leave. Why would? Oh my gosh. Sorry, I'm really going to try not to cuss anymore. This just is asinine to me. It's absolutely asinine. So what you should be doing is you should have a offer. Bring your CDs. And if you don't have an offer that you can sell people, uh, now keep in mind, remember, you don't necessarily, uh, I, I should mention this here, you don't necessarily have to sell people anything on that first offer. Sometimes people aren't ready to buy. And may, maybe what you want to do is have something free for them. So at the end of the night, when you do your next performance, you before your next gig, you better, better, better go to your website, set up an online purchase thing where you can scan a QR code so somebody can buy it on the spot, right? You set up your little um, your tripod with your QR code right next to the band and say, hey, if you want to buy my album, go scan this QR code and you can get it right now. Or you have a free offer for them. Say, hey, I actually have a five song EP. If you want to download it, all you have to do is go to this other website or scan another QR code, whatever it is. All you have to do is get on my email list. You can even be taking email list by you know hand. Just go around at the end of the night and say, hey, did you like my music? Yeah, yeah, I did. Cool. Do you want an album for free? Yeah. Yeah, I would. That's awesome. Okay, look, can I can I put you on an email list? I'll email it to you. Oh yeah, that sounds great. So now at the end of the night, instead of packing up your crap and leaving, what you've done is you've gone to the entire room, or more likely you've announced it from the stage. Uh, hey, if you want a free album, come talk to me. Sign up for my email list. I'll send it to you as soon as I get home. Right? So you put people on an email list, and now you can contact them whenever you want, and you can hit, hit them up with sales. Right? You can email them every day. By the way, don't get it. People think, oh, I'm going to annoy my, my listeners um, I'm gonna, well, listeners, I'm gonna annoy my my email subscribers by email every day. Look, if they're on your list, they got on there because they wanted something from you. If they want to get off, make them get off. There are other people who are, would be glad to have your content, right? And you got to stop with this. Oh, like I don't want to. Most people, okay. Here's the thing: most people think that their customer base is way smarter and way more intuitive than the rest of the world. I'm telling you, I've been advertising for a long time. People are like sheep. I don't care what industry you're in. People do not respond to, oh, I'm only going to email them once every six months because I don't want to annoy them. They're going to forget about you. That's all there is to it. Email them every day. If they want to get off their list, they can get the hell off. Um, keep your buyers on your list. People who want to, People who love you will be glad to get your emails every day. So... So yeah, you don't have to have a, a paid offer always, but in your pipeline, in your emails, you should be offering paid stuff at, at a certain point. But, you know, you do need to have some sort of offer. So here's how you track this old school. Like we talked about tracking with Facebook ads or a pixel, right? 
Google, whatever it is, YouTube ads. Um, if you're doing this old school like a musician would, at the end of the night you look and say, okay, after those 15 hours of rehearsal time and $20 of gas money, was it worth it? How many, how many records did you sell? Did you sell five that night? Were they 20 bucks a piece? Okay, how, many, how much did you spend on each of those producing those records, each of those CDs? Okay, well I spent three bucks a CD and I made uh, 20 bucks for each CD. So uh, 60 bucks was my total, I mean my revenue, right? Minus $3 per CD, that's nine. So I made $51. I spent 20 on gas and I spent 15 hours getting here. Okay, that's not bad. I made $51 at the end of 15 hours. That's pretty actually miserable. But maybe you give those people to buy again, right? If they're on your email list, you can upsell them on goodies, uh, other CDs, um, you know, hoodies, all sorts of stuff. Uh, let's go to the farmer's market, right? Farmer's market uh, example tracking ROI, old school without pixels. What you would do is you, you know, you take a, a account of how much gas did you, you know, how much money did you spend to get to this particular farmer's market. What did you grow? How much time investment, money investment did it take to grow uh, those things? Like let's just say you're selling potatoes and over the course of your season, right? I don't know how long it takes a potato to grow. Two weeks? Five months? I have no idea. Let's say it's three months just because I have no clue what I'm talking about. This is terrible. Both of my parents are gardeners and farmers. <laughs> I have no, long, no idea how long it takes to grow a potato. But let's say it takes, you know, three months to grow a potato and you grew 50 potatoes and you could sell those potatoes for five bucks a piece so you know let's say you sell out you you sell out 250 bucks right and over that that time um, you know you spent maybe 10 bucks on water so you made 240 in the end and you also had to spend 20 bucks on gas so you made 230 um, and then subtract whatever other expenses you have and whatever you value your time at you gotta think okay over three month period, I made $205, right? Again, pretty miserable, but maybe that's not the only thing you have. Maybe you have a bunch of other stuff. Maybe you have kumquats and you have uh, carrots and maybe you even have some home raised bacon, right? You butcher your own animals. So you have all these things you spent money on, you spent time on. Now you put them on a sheet and you say, how much exactly, how much time and effort and money did I spend on this stuff? And at the end of it, you equal out your time, and you're, you're, you 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 basically uh, you figure out what your end profit is after you take all the expenses away. And when you see that, then you'll know. Okay, well, the potatoes were good, right? Now, let, well, let's say we we spent a certain amount of money on this bacon, right? We spent money on the pig and raising it. And actually, after we zero out all expenses, we're about five grand in profit on the pig. That's great. But for the potatoes, we're only like 20 or 30 bucks in profit. And it took us a lot of effort. So what are you going to do next time you go back? Cut the potatoes. Just raise the pigs. Sell the bacon. So this is the power of tracking ads is because after you do, uh, or not just ads, tracking your ROI, you track the exact methods by which you're, you're making money. And, and at the end, what's going to happen is it's sort of like... Um, it's a lot like growing a rose bush where you're going to invest time and energy and money into all these different methods, right? Let's say it's Facebook ads. You create 50 Facebook ads and you send it to, you know, a ton of different split test landing pages with different offers. And then one of those is going to hit. And that's going to be like, 
you know, that rose bush I was talking, maybe one to five of them will hit. You say five really beautiful roses, right? Now you have some other roses that are not quite as beautiful, right? And you have some other roses that are actually kind of dead. Now, what ends up happening is you can recognize, okay, I've tracked everything. I knew exactly how much uh, time and effort and resources it took to grow those five roses. And if I clip away all the other ones that are not as good, then I'll be able to devote that much more to those roses. So then you can cut away, um, you know, cut away the dead roses, cut away the not, not so good roses. Now all the nutrients in the plant are going to those five really beautiful roses. So that's what happens when you start tracking everything is you start to see what methods are working and what are not and what are kind of mediocre. So maybe you have something that's kind of breaking even. Maybe it's worth it to you because you're building your email list for free, you know. Um, let's say you're selling a t-shirt, right? And you spend five bucks on ads or let's say you spend $15 on ads and, you know, because it's maybe it's an average t-shirt and you can only spend $15 or maybe you only make $15 on it. Well, if you're building your email list and it's automated, then okay, that's fine. But if it's not automated, maybe that, you know, if you're just breaking even on something, well, maybe it's not so worth it. So just cut it away. So this is the power of tracking ROI. You start getting really meticulous. Now, whatever you're doing, you got to figure out what you're doing. Is it online courses? Are you selling stuff at a farmer's market? Are you playing gigs somewhere? You're investing time, energy, and money. Um, I'm trying to think, what else are you doing? Are you selling products? Are you selling physical products online? Are you selling e-commerce goods? Whatever it is, you got to be figuring out, how am I selling these things? How much money am I putting into them? And how much time am I putting into them? And at the end of it, once you know how much money you're spending on it, you can subtract your expenses, you figure out your exact profit, and you tell yourself, okay, over three months period I put this much time and effort in and I made over three months period and by the way some of these you can do a lot quicker it's not not all of these are gonna require three months increments maybe it might be a day or a week you know over the course of a week I invested 20 hours into this project and I invested five thousand dollars but hey I made six thousand so that means I made a thousand bucks this week right so this is the power of tracking. It's like now you can see exactly what's happening. So let's go over the things you need. Again, you need an offer. You need a really good offer. And if you don't have a really good offer, you need to create one, uh, whether that's a e-commerce good, a goodie box, a package of some sort, food, you know, delivery service, software, whatever it is. You have to have something to sell. And while you're having something to sell, you need a way to track it. Whether it's a Facebook pixel or a notebook in your car, keeping track of how much you're spending on gas, and you know, or a Google Sheet online, whatever it is. Um, okay, so I hope this all makes sense, right? So don't go start spending. Don't don't do billboard advertising. Stop doing that. I hope this really kind of like hit home on like the importance of tracking ROI. The other thing that's going to happen, once you start tracking ROI, you're going to start realizing how shafted you were, right? This is what happened when I was in LA, by the way. I quit a lot of bands because I realized at the end of the week, I'd spend all this time and effort going to play, and I'd think, oh, man, I, would, I made some good money this tonight. But if I added up all the hours, rehearsal, drive time, gas money, I was in debt. So if I didn't start tracking those, man, why would I continue doing that? The answer is there's no reason. So 
Yeah. Um, okay. If you guys have questions, if you need help tracking, no matter what it is, if you sell e-commerce, I do consultation. I will leave in the description a way to reach me. You can voice message me. You can. Uh, I do free consultation calls, at least right now anyway. Um, hit me up and we can connect and I'll help you figure out your strategy for on your online business. If, you're, if you don't have a method to track, no matter what it is, uh, I can help you with that. You know, if it's an online business of any sort, I can help you with tracking. Uh, so hit me up. And if you have any questions, if you want to be a guest on the podcast, no matter what it is, I'm going to leave that voice message uh, link in the description here. And you can hit me up and I would love to communicate with you. Okay, I hope this helps. I hope I didn't seem too much of a pessimist on this. Uh, I'm just getting really passionate about this topic because I see a lot of people shooting themselves in the foot. Stop shooting yourself in the foot. What are you doing? Quit doing Coca-Cola billboard advertising. Start tracking your ROI. It's going to do you wonders. You're going you're gonna to see amazing, amazing things. So, um, yeah, it's going to, man, you're going to start to, you're going <laughs> to, I will actually, I will say this. You start tracking ROI properly, you're going to get real pissed for probably a long time because once you start doing that, you're going to see how often people take advantage of your time and resources. Yeah, it's pretty horrendous. So I'm going to challenge you, sit down this week and figure out how much you've invested on whatever your passion is and how much money you've made from it. And uh, if you haven't made money from, <laughs> this is this is where I get pissed off at people who are trying to grow their Instagram accounts. And I, I get pissed off not at the people, because this is something I did. You guys know this about me. I spent a long time growing a huge Instagram following. Realized the whole influencer game is a bit of a misnomer. I mean, not totally. Maybe if you get in the hundreds of thousands or millions of followers, you could probably make a good amount of money. Um, you know, you can always get sponsored, right? Um but I choose not to go the sponsored route. I want to create my own ecosystem because maybe the sponsors never come, right? So that was my thing. I had, you know, I think it was 29,000 followers. And uh, yeah, I never really, I never got sponsored. <laughs> so it's like, what the heck, you know, why do it? Um, so if you build your own ecosystem where you have something to sell on your own, and you can track it. It's not like you don't want to get sponsors, right? But if you have this all in place, then sponsors are just a bonus. It's a cherry on top of the the whole thing. Your Spotify following, that's just a bonus. You get people purchasing your stuff on your email list. Once they purchase from you, email lists, then you can start sending out Spotify links or Instagram links, whatever it is. You're trying to build a platform so you start to see your your uh, followers on your platforms overflow from your customer base. And uh, I think I just gave away a real big secret about how to build your your uh, your so social followings the right way. Anyway, hopefully uh, nobody shares that. Whatever. It's on a public podcast. Um, anyway. Yeah. Love you guys. Hope all's well. Uh, love my listeners. Uh, I don't have that many listeners. I think I only got like three right now, but... I think I know who they are, and I really appreciate them listening. So, hey, if you're out there, you know, say hello. Okay, everyone. Um, let me know if you want me to do an episode on something else. Hit me up. Talk soon.